Welcome to the Soul Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Anderson, and in this podcast, I talk about all things spirituality and self-development and how we can use these tools as guidance to connect to our highest self. My goal is to connect with others who share their talents with the world and who are unapologetically themselves. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday to hear these conversations and quench your curiosity. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sammy Anderson. Today's episode is with Marilyn Hughes. And if you guys are in the Facebook group, and if you're not, you should definitely join. It's a Soul Curious podcast group on Facebook. Um, but I, when you listen to this, you'll see what I posted last night on how my mind is blown once again. I mean, it was blown when we recorded the episode, and it was blown when I edit, re-edited it. And um, a few things, it does get slightly choppy, um, so I apologize for that, but they're like, Marilyn brings so much knowledge in out-of-body experiences and how it is so much more um, than what is typically out there associated with. Um, And so like just having her talk about it and not only just talking about out-of-body travel, but like what she does with her foundation to help people with their basic needs because you know not everyone has in the world has their basic needs yet so we are so blessed to like I'm so blessed to be able to have like the technology and um, have like these resources to talk to you guys and to put this out there but not everyone has the chance to listen Um, and so she just provides those basic you know, with the products that they do, providing those basic needs for people so they can create the space to dive in to their spiritual growth and how important that is. Um, Because everyone here, no matter where you are in the world, has a purpose. Um, And just, it's absolutely incredible what she does. So um, I don't want to take too much time in this intro, but definitely check her out. I have all of her information in the show notes. It's in the show notes, it's outofbodytravel.org. Uh, send her an email, join her group on the Facebook um, group. Like I said, it's all in the notes. Uh, and again, join us too in our tribe on Facebook. It's a Soul Curious Podcast group. We'd love to have you in there. And now I introduce you guys to Marilyn Hughes. So my, my biggest question is, is like, just like having an out-of-body experiences and OOB, is it the same as astral travel mm-hmm. or are there well, like different things? A lot of people think it is, but it's actually kind of different. Okay. Out-of-body travel does encompass um, traveling to a lot more places. Mm-hmm. Astral travel really refers primarily to traveling in the fourth realm, which is the overlapping dimension around the third dimension. And so it's, it's a very limited term if you're going to be, you know, theologically correct with it, I guess you can say. Um, Out-of-body travel, you're not just traveling in the astral realm, which is really just the fourth realm. You're traveling in the realms that are above, below, and intermediary, which means heavens, hells, purgatories, everything in between and beyond and all around. So out-of-body travel kind of encompasses it all, whereas astral travel... Um, just by definition is speaking primarily of travel in the astral realm. 
And the astral realm is what most people will uh, um, immediately come upon when they start having out-of-body experiences. They're going to be in that astral realm because they're going to separate from their body and enter, go from third dimension to fourth dimensional reality. So that will be the first thing that they're going to be dealing with. But as the, as the experiences progress, you're going to be going to a lot of different spheres of existence and um, a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Like I've, <laughs> I've been like practicing and I don't know what's holding me back. I think it's fear. Um, I, I did have one like kind of experience when I was trying to, you know, astral travel um, where I just like I realized what was happening and then I kind of like fell, I feel like I fell out of my body, but then I like kind of freaked out and I came back <laughs> and I was so that frustrated. Is, that is very, very common. Everybody <laughs> goes through that process and what you'll see, um, I, have a, I have a book called Come to Wisdom's Door, which is, you know, gives you the basics to start with as you're starting to have um, or seek out of body experiences and it talks about the different um, things that can block you. Mm-hmm. But um, when you talk about that, what that is, is that the moment you have like a startled reaction or a highly energized, highly energetic reaction, you know, oh boy, or, you know, fear or whatever, you're going to literally go right back into your body. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that you might want to work on is you work on through meditation and stuff to discipline yourself so that when it happens, you're going to be able to like subdue that reaction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's a little challenging, but um, you know, with a little practice, people are able to do that. W- what you'll find too, is that it, it'll happen as well. Like um, not just when you're out of your body and you realize it, but like when you start seeing people, spirits mm-hmm. or someone you knew who passed away, you can have a real oh my gosh, it's you, you know, reaction. Yeah. And you're like, when you're like, oh no, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to them, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you can have the same kind of reaction. And so there's a, there's a process and a procedure through meditation of like pulling your energy back when you have those initial reactions that helps people to get through that phase. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, everyone goes through it. So mm-hmm. you're, you're in good company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to just um, backtrack a little bit. Um, so Marilyn, can you can you tell us a little bit about like your background and story and just how um, the Out of Body Travel Foundation became? Well, my story, I guess, began when I was growing up. I had some uh, different experiences. The very first out of body experience I had was when I was about nine years old. And I um, had a very, very powerful experience where I was in, in my bedroom, the clouds opened up, marble staircase, and I was walking forward. And um, there were two beings at the top who were, you know, God figures who were showing me stuff that I needed to do in the future. There were angels lining the staircase. And it was, um, you know, the first time I'd had something like that. Um, at, at the age of nine. So I was pretty blown away by it. But I was told that, uh, that I would be doing something with this later on in my life and um, that it was something I needed to do. Um, and I was shown certain 
obstacles and difficulties I would go through. And then when I was about 22 years old, I had my second or, you know, experience, but it happened as like my first experience uh, as part of the, that chapter of the journey. Um, and it was more of an experience where I, uh, I, I woke up in the vibrational state, which is very, very, you know, heavy duty vibrations. You feel it. Uh, that's the uh, disconnection from your physical vibration to your spiritual vibration. Um, and then I ended up rolling out of my body, loaded up to the ceiling, realized that this was going on you know, um, had a moment to be like, wow, this is really going on, you know, <laughs> and it kind of started from there. Um, you know, so <laughs> ironically, when I was younger, you know, I was uh, very interested in um, other things as well. So I was working in, in uh, radio news at the time. And at the time, I guess I looked at it somewhat as becoming a reporter on the realms. Ironically, it was my husband who encouraged me after it started happening repeatedly to start writing things down, to start journaling it, which is something I recommend for everybody is to journal your experiences because what happens is these experiences always expand upon themselves and there will be things that you will only see in hindsight by having that written record that you can look back on and then you'll, you'll see how things come together over time much more clearly. And so, yeah, what happened was I was doing my thing. I was a mother and I just kept journaling those experiences and then just started writing more and more. And I was, you know, given direction all along the way. Everything that I, I do, you know, from creating the initial website to uh, what the covers should look like, what titles are, they all come to me in mystical experiences. Mm -hmm. When I created the Out of Body Travel Foundation in 2003, I did it um, for a few reasons. One was the initial idea came from my former publisher who felt that, well, we had a real corner on the market and that I should start a new foundation. And then I, um, I also felt very strongly about what Mother Teresa had said, and she had recently died a few years before. She had said that the spiritual poverty was much more serious than the physical poverty that she saw around the world. She said mm -hmm. in the West, the spiritual poverty really surprised her. And so we started out with the idea of making everything downloadable for free so that we could reach anyone in any corner of the world. And at the time, you know, 2003, internet was still kind of working its way through. So we had people, you know, in internet cafes and, mm -hmm. you know, people all over the world in different circumstances. Um, and so it was really neat how the internet revolutionized the way for people to communicate with one another and to make these kinds of resources and things um, available to people in any, truly any corner of the world. And now it's even more so. And mm -hmm. so <laughs> the whole goal all along has been to um, do everything we can to uh, reduce that spiritual poverty. And, you know, along the way, um, because, you know, the obvious outcome of that would be, well, we know that people who are living in extreme physical poverty don't have time or the resources to even, you know, uh, even consider spiritual matters. And so we also took on that secondary role um, and started raising a lot of money for uh, projects around the world. And we focused a lot. You can go to our charitable projects page at our website. It's at outofbodytravel.org. Um, and you can see all the different 
and water and sanitation. And the reason for that was that the United Nations, um, you know, about five years ago declared that the biggest obstacle to developing countries was the lack of water and the lack of sanitation. So we really got excited about uh, doing things involving getting water and um, sanitation because, it, you know, which includes, you know, not just the wells and everything, but also the plumbing that supplies, um, you know, toilets and things like that. Because a lot of the problems with disease are sanitation issues. It's, it's having all of the proper disposal of waste. And, you know, so the reason we, we got very excited about all this is because when you, when you create the opportunity for people to not be in the state of physical poverty, you mm -hmm. make room in their life as well for them to partake of, you know, the spiritual abundance as well. And so we don't want to forget that, um, you know, uh, we, live in, we live in a country where we are very blessed. We don't mm -hmm. want to forget that um, there are a lot of people in the world who may not have the opportunity, the time, or the resources that we have to explore the, the uh, mystical realms, the out-of-body experience, and all these things. And so when we realize how important out-of-body experiences are, which we'll talk about, we want to do everything we can to bring everyone towards the ability to actually work on the spirit in this lifetime. You know, we, we come to this realm for a short time. We come for a very specific reason. We have very specific reasons for each of us. And we want to make available to people the opportunity to actually seek that out because that's gonna create more and more opportunity for the, you know, the evolution of the human spirit as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, make it possible for one soul to evolve we are making it possible for the entire universal consciousness of life to evolve. And so yeah. there is a much bigger picture in this. You know, we, mm -hmm. we don't realize that when people are living in a state of poverty that is uh, so despairing and they, they are unable to even go beyond just their day-to-day -day needs, that that is a lack that we all feel. And it's, it's something that we feel within the heart and the soul of humankind. So we want to fill that. Mm -hmm. We want to fill that. Uh, make it possible for everyone to reach those higher potentials in every aspect uh, as much as possible. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I think, like, I agree with you. I mean, sometimes it's it's um, easy to forget where we are too, and how much you know we have access to. If you're listening to this show right now, you know. Um, not everyone has those things. Um, so thank you so much for bringing that up um, sure. and all the work that you do towards that. I think that is incredible. Um, thank you. So incredible. And um, with like just what you said too about not like, phys like in the physical world, if we're not, you know, our needs aren't met in that area, we're not able to really make room to open up spiritually. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was just everything you said there was so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. you know, one thing I wanted to talk about there in regards to out-of-body experiences, one thing that yeah. I think that a lot of people don't realize, and I feel it, 
really needs to be stated. Even, uh, and so I'm going to try to state it in a good way, I hope. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just don't understand body experiences are not just some paranormal phenomenon. Mm -hmm. They are the gateway and they are the key. You open that door and if you open it properly, because we want to open it with discernment and discretion and all of that stuff. Um, by the way, yeah, you can go to our website at outofbodytravel.org and all of our books are available for free download. So um, you can read about all this in our books. And we also have a free course of study there that people can take that will help them do all these uh, things. And we have a lot of people taking that and enjoying that and making a lot of progress. So, the, but the thing with out-of-body experiences, it's not just an experience that you seek for some kind of momentary uh, interest. It is a pathway that opens up the door to union with God. It opens up the path. We forget that there is a journey that we need to take here, you know? Mm -hmm. So we forget that if you have a key just dropped into your lap, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, that's what out-of-body experiences are. They offer us the doorway to understanding, following, and achieving the goal and purpose of why we are here. Mm -hmm. You know, we forget that we live here, here a very short time. You know, some people live a year. Some people live 10, 20. Some, at most, you got 100, 110. Um, and somewhere in between is what most of us end up with. That's a pretty short period of time. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself tells us that there is a purpose for this very short and temporary stay here. It's temporary because there's something we're supposed to do. Now, some people may or may not believe in reincarnation. So, you know, you can look at this from either way, whether you believe in reincarnation or not, you come into this world to experience that temporary reality. And there is something that you need to achieve. What out of body experiences will do is they will take you there. Mm -hmm. They will take you there. You know, it starts out as these basic experiences that people talk about having, but it transcends and moves into this vibrant panorama, which literally um, opens up the worlds of God to us. Mm -hmm. we, the worlds of knowledge are right there, right there. You know, it's, yeah. it's really interesting because... You know, there's so many things that I've uh, discovered in these out-of-body experiences that I've had over the years, but, you know, literally, it's right there floating around us in the ether. But what out-of-body experiences and all the processes that go into it are going to do, they're going to give you the ability to all of a sudden see that they're there. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> they've yeah. always been there. They're there for the reaching, you know. Um a lot of people don't understand that when you have out-of-body experiences and as you progress, you're going to start receiving instruction. You're going to be starting to receive all kinds of, uh, you're going to be shown things about yourself, uh, things that you need to be working on. You know, we begin what's called the path of purification, you know, where we are taken through to look through at the, uh, uh, the, all the essence of good and evil within our own soul and all the, the essence of good and evil around us in this world. 
and in these third and fourth dimensional mortal worlds, that's what they are, the battles between good and evil. Mm -hmm. But we want to transcend this at some point. So for those who understand or believe in reincarnation, you know, you don't want to keep coming back and doing it over and over again. Right. What we do see in the spirit world is that a lot of human souls do just literally stand still during their earthly lives because we have become so concrete and so stuck to the ground that we do not recognize that we have to, we have to take the steps towards a liftoff. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want to waste our time. You know, we don't want to go to the end of our life and um, exit our body <clears throat> and realize all of a sudden, <clears throat> hey, you forgot about this, 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 and this, and that was everything we sent you there to do. So, um, let's try again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in my journeys throughout the years, you know, you, you receive many, many visitations from guardian angels of all kinds and teachers, teachers that come throughout the years. I've had so many teachers, they come to teach you of different aspects of your soul that you need to understand better you have different teachers come in and help you recognize the, the the difficulties that you have in seeing your own self you know we all don't see ourselves the way other people do unfortunately that's hard for us mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and we are given a chance to enter into you know the realm of knowledge is where energetic truth resides yeah. and what the energetic truth is is where the knowledge of what something is according to the mind of God lies in vibration. And when you go there, you, you're given the opportunity to touch into the energetic truth of what things are. Mm -hmm. And these moments transform who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, because every time you leave your body and go out, there, there's a part of your soul that is traveling to another space, realm, whatever, um, and you're trying to bring back to earth that knowledge or that energy of the place that you've been. It's a, it's a continually building process. And that's what um, a lot of people don't understand about out-of-body experiences. They really are the key. They're the key to your spiritual evolution. And um, the other thing I want to add as my disclaimer is not everyone's going to have those experiences. If you do everything and you want to have them and it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. We're all set up differently. We have different callings in this life. And God has other ways to teach us as well. But out-of-body travel is a very direct approach. Yeah. 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 So when you, when you talked about like, um, you know, we all have these purposes and these, you know, missions when we come in here um, to earth in with this reality. Uh, and then, you know, if we just kind of sit through life and don't do anything about it, then we, you know, pass on and we're just like, Oh, <laughs> so what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, do you know, like, what do you think it, like the reason why when we come here, we don't already know the part of the reason is because part of the purpose, you know, uh, one thing about purpose in this realm to keep in mind for everybody is don't get caught up in the idea that you have a purpose that you're not doing. Mm -hmm. If you are seeking it, you are actively seeking it. That is the purpose in and of itself. The pathway becomes the purpose and that will lead to 
um, if there are other things that you are to do. Um, why we don't know is the reason why is because that's part of what we are here to overcome. Mm -hmm. There is a construct that goes between the spiritual soul and the physical body and all of these other different realms and dimensions. And we are trying to bring in consciousness into the physical construct. It's very hard for people to do because we're very grounded in material reality and um, it's a very secular world and uh, materialistic. And, um, and I think ironically with science coming in, people have to be careful not to forget that science and the things that they're discovering only prove the consciousness of the soul. They're not negating these realities. The irony is that, you know, science and the spirit cannot contradict one another because they are one and the same, you know, <laughs> because the science of the soul is, is, you know, the soul of the science. So yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. Um, so, you know, part of the process in coming here is the forgetting. There are other aspects of the forgetting that are hard to, um, for people to, you know, un understand, but I'll, I'll just put it out there. You know, first of all, we do come into this life with many different types of karmic configurations. And a lot of times, because we are either going to be born to someone who may have harmed us in a previous life, or we are going to bear a child who didn't, you know, we did something to in a previous life, or vice versa, um, or, you know, we have all of these conflicts that are being resolved through the material realms. Part of the way that love works to transcend is the forgetting. And by forgetting, it's like wiping the slate clean. Mm -hmm. But yet at the same time, sometimes there is a benefit in bringing back some memory of what's actually going on. You know, because, and you know the easiest way to figure that out <laughs> is very easy. And it's, it's, um, but it's really hard at the same time. It's very easy. The, the, the thing that we're here to do is to learn how to manifest love towards everyone and everything that we possibly can and that is really hard as life continues because people do things we do things you know um stuff happens um and so there's the challenge it's that you know everyone speaks about the amazing and unexplainable experience of god's love when they have a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience and i've had both so you know mm -hmm. um but what we are really challenged to do, ironically, is, you know, bringing that love every time we're going out, bringing a little bit of it back with us, bringing heaven to earth is what we're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so what we're doing is we're, you know, when we experience this amazing, majestic love of God that is so beyond, you know, and every single one of us, every single one of us wants that every single one of us and what we have to then remind ourselves is despite all the different constructs and all the different conflicts that might arise around us everyone wants that that moment where they are just unconditionally loved and accepted by god and so what challenge does that present to us as human beings it challenges us that when crises arise as they definitely will that we want to seek out as our goal 
a way for everyone to feel that love of God and that unconditional acceptance. And where is that the hardest to do? In our own families. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> and you know, that's because, that's because our families are the people who know us the most and know us inside and out and they know our, the good and the bad and the ugly. And that's why it becomes more challenging because you yeah. get caught up in these battles between but you and but you. But mm -hmm. the reality is, is that every party to that matter is seeking the same thing. They're just seeking it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the way that we're seeking it also clashes. And so it challenges us again to, <laughs> again, you know, to constantly be aware of the reality that there's always an ever unfolding around us mm -hmm. with our families, with our loved ones, with our friends, with the world and with, a, with our own souls. And, um, you know, the only, the only constant of the eternal is change. So nothing stays the same and yet it always stays the same in a sense, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, but that is one of the easiest ways when you're first starting out, um, what would love have me do? And really challenge yourself with that question. Um, and it's going to be hard because there are hard challenges in life and there, there's good and evil in this world. There are real, real, real evils that people deal with and live with and have to learn to process in their lives. And so, um, but that's where we begin. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a beautiful message and reminder and just somewhere to start. And thank you for sharing that. Cause like just, you know, pro like processing what you said to, you know, what we're here to do is like create that love, bring that love, you know, from God, from the universe, from, you know, that source in like, um, I, I do, I remember listening to, I think it was a podcast or something, but it was about um, a shaman who had his like near death experience. And he talks about his experience about going, you know, to, I don't remember what exactly how he described it, but he said that the only thing he could like feel, the only thing he could even express and like words didn't even do it justice was just like a profound sense of love. And he knew like then that's what he was supposed to bring down. So you just right. saying that that's incredible. Um, and so it, um, kind of like connecting with that. I did like, I watched a couple of your videos and you talked about how you were going through like different, um, like cities or places and you could just like sense, um, like that negative, like kind of evil energy just in that one city. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and that's a really good question because, again, so we, we're talking about love and we're in this beautiful, flowery, highest of heaven kind of place, and then we have to deal with what we have here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the realm where the battles between principalities and powers go on, and um, there are there is a battle between uh, good and evil, darkness and light and battle between the angels and of darkness and angels of good. And um, so, you know, a great, there's a great deal of information in my books about spiritual warfare because I've, I've been pulled into quite a bit of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And um, the reality is that there are a lot of places 
where there is a lot of density in the mystical realms in terms of the actual just presence of demonic forces. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is really important for people to understand from the standpoint that we as human beings, again, coming back to our discernment, um, we have to recognize that there are forces that are working for us against us. And there are forces that are um, going to be trying to lead us astray into doing things that are not uh, for our or anyone else's highest good. Um, and there are also going to be forces that are going to try to lead us into something better than that. The reality comes down to, um, you know, this interior battle, which we all face, which is, <clears throat> you know, uh, and this also ties back to when we come to the end of our life, do we want to have um, worked through the debts that we have accumulated in, in previous lifetimes? Or do we want to actually end up more debt, you know, and what, when the way you look at debt is just simply things that, that you have done that have wronged others, um, because th these, these are debts that we have to pay, um, that we have to rectify. Um, so uh, the, the reality is that there is a lot of darkness on the earth. And right now it's a pretty dark time. Mm -hmm. we've, we've come through a lot of really horrible wars around the world, and we, they're still going on in quite a few places. We have hundreds of thousands of refugees from these wars. We've, ha we've seen more genocides in the last 30 years than I ever thought I'd see in my life when I was a young child. You know, I remember growing up, um, uh, and it was post-World War II. My mother lived, you know, during World War II. And I remember thinking as a child, well, thank God that'll never happen again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, the 1990s come around, we got Rwanda, we got Kosovo, and it just was like, oh my gosh, yes, it's coming around. Why does it come mm -hmm. around? Because this is a realm where good and evil reside, and we are not doing the best work. Mm -hmm. We each are responsible for what we bring into this realm. And yeah, we do feel overwhelmed because we can only do so much. But what we do not realize is how much power any goodness that we may try to do really has and how it vibrates through the resonance of the human mind and consciousness of the universe itself. Mm -hmm. We forget that everything that we choose to do that is for God, for the good, is progressing humanity. And, you know, um, we can't we can't stop other people from making different decisions, maybe. Um, we certainly can evolutionary sphere. This is, Earth is a purgatorial realm. What does that mean? It means purgation. It means we are here to purge. We are here to purge all that is within us that does not reflect God. You know, people forget that when you cross over, do you think that we're just going to stand in the presence of an almighty and all holy God? And it's just like, okay, well, all of a sudden everything's cool and we're just there. You know, that it doesn't work that way. There is a process because we have to actually make ourselves compatible to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that you experience in the out of body travel state is that if you try to travel to a sphere or a realm, that is above your level of vibration, 
you will feel as if you're being crushed because it's, it's a higher vibration. So yeah. we have to become compatible to higher and higher spheres. So what that requires of us is a constant process, a purification path where we are recognizing and addressing our failings, our uh, sins, um, the things that we're doing that are hurtful or harmful to other people. And we have to be going through this prayerful process that occurs with out-of-body travel where our vibrations are being raised by the spiritual angel guardians that are by our side because they will do mm -hmm. that process, which actually brings us where we can become higher vibrationally. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to remember that this is a, a journeying place. And if we're not on a journey here, we're missing the boat. We mm -hmm. need to be on that journey. We need to catch the boat before it leaves the dock. <laughs> yeah. We, we are here for a reason. And it's not, this is not to make anyone feel like, oh my gosh, I've wasted so much time. Everyone, everyone has. You're not alone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just to be like, okay, you know, you can just make a split second decision right now. I'm getting on the boat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now, I decided I am moving forward and it will happen. One of the things I've experienced in uh, my out-of-body experiences, because I was called to go into higher heavenly realms and to go into purgatorial realms and also into lower hell realms. And um, the reasons for this is the alteration of reality. I write about that in a book called Medicine Within a Dream, also available at the website. Um, the alteration of reality has to do with the realm of management, which is above physical reality. This is where our thoughts and our actions are all congregating. Our intentions, <clears throat> excuse me, are all congregating to create whatever is going to hit the ground. And in the realm of management, sometimes there is an opportunity to change a negative outcome for somebody. And there are times when God allows this and actually sends people in or angels in to do that work, to change that outcome, because he doesn't want to affect their greater program, which is the purpose for their, their incarnation mm -hmm. too, too drastically, you know, because sometimes people will do things that should get them killed and somehow they still live. And, you know, that's why, mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. there's an alteration going on. <laughs> yeah. But the reason that's important is because we, um, we want to be uh, aware of the fact that God is infinitely present in our lives. So in my experiences, I would be taken to these purgatorial realms, seeing different issues that people were struggling with within themselves, their souls, different perceptions, um, things that are not true. Um, you know, people will have, they'll twist the truth in their brains mm -hmm. um, or um, ideas about God that are not, not in the line of truth. And so all these things are being altered. But what I saw, you know, you go to the lower realms and what you're looking for are souls that have taken that light, that, that moment. It's a split second yeah. where they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they mean it. And literally help is sent in, an, in a split second to that soul from above. Even if you're in the lowest hell realm, mm -hmm. you will receive angelic assistance to help you to take a step up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
there's an infinite number of realms in the heavens, infinite in the purgatories, infinite in the hells. So it's all a progression. We're right there in the middle in these mortal worlds. We want to remember, you can instantaneously decide on getting on the boat. <laughs> and you can do it right now. Yeah. So, you know, it's not something where you need to be like, gosh, I've wasted so much time or anything like that. Don't even go there. Don't yeah. waste it more. Just get on the boat right we want to remember those things. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I love that message so much because, you know, a lot of the times like we get, we feel like we get stuck in where we are. Um, and I've heard this from like, you know, friends and family members when they've, you know, told me about like just experiences that we, they've had and how when they, like, they reach a breaking point, um, and with that breaking point, when they, you know, yell out to God or, you know, just, you know, I need help you know, and then they, like something comes in something, you know, they receive something or, you know, they get a new job or, you know, all these things. Um, so I think like, just for, like that message of we are always supported too. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, supported no matter what, that's actually something that I, I think I, I like, um, I, I made like a, a, this quote that, you know, if you knew you were supported, no matter what, what would you do? Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, and there was, I had an out of body experience, um, a couple of years ago that was just so beautiful, hard to put into words, but I'll try. Mm -hmm. Um, I was taken into the throne room of God and you know how people will say things like, well, how can God be aware of everybody all at the same, you know, all those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. And um, so I was taken into the throne room and for this night I was given the supreme honor. It was just so amazing to travel through the spirit of God as he, you know, went through a night among the human race. And I, I was, I was literally rendered speechless. Yeah. <laughs> because literally there were thousands of alterations. It was like God was this moving force of good. It was thousands of alterations per millisecond. It was like, how can this, you know, but we forget that God is God because he's God. You know, we, we want to remember that the way that we think or the what we're able to comprehend is not what God is. And when I was in this space, I was so humbled and it was just so majestic to see these one after another. And it was so fast, speed of light, you know, and it was... um. It was just unbelievable, but I can absolutely say that, you know, yeah, God is aware of everything. It was an unbelievable experience to just be within that current of energy as it moved among the peoples. Like, you know, it was just, all, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it just knew what needed to be done in each space. And it was, it was so fast. And, um, but it was a really beautiful thing too. And, um, but yes, God is very much aware. And the minute we meet, we, the minute we really mean it, when we ask for help, it's there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We may not be aware of it. <laughs> we may not be aware of it, but it is there. And yeah. we will become aware of it as much yeah. as, you know, as we recognize that, okay, I know you responded. So I'm going to just kind of be patient here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean we always get the answer we want either, you know, because uh -huh. we 
know tragedy occurs in this world. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so with an out of body experience, um, like what, for someone who, you know, would like to experience that, what would you, would you say it's something that you can like practice towards or can it sometimes happen like randomly? It does happen spontaneously for some people, mm-hmm. um, but you can absolutely practice towards it. And um, if you go to download, come to wisdom's door and the mysteries of the redemption. And that's what I suggest people start with. We do have a set of books that are how to books starting with come to wisdom's door and follow those books in sequence and start reading through the mysteries of the redemption. It will talk about all the things you need to do in terms of how you model your prayer and your meditation, but also things like the blocks, the fears, the things mm-hmm. that could be um, uh, throwing you off, as well as some basic pointers and stuff you're going to learn about uh, as to, you know, things you might not think about, like how do I move when I'm outside of my body since, you know, it's a, diff- it's a, thought, it's a thought process rather than a physical process, so it's different. So yeah. there's a lot of little things like that. Um, one of the things that occurs in the out-of-body state is, you know, thinking is everything. So you think of someone and you're going to travel to where they are, you know. Um, there is a, it, it's really important when you're seeking out uh, the out-of-body experience to recognize it is, is a deep mystical state. And so it takes time and concentration and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was starting, I would meditate every day for three hours. And I know it's hard for people to imagine that, but for those who can find a way to do it, that is really a good way to do it. Cause you want to allow your body to, to pull into the level of consciousness that's required for this to happen. Um, I always do it lying down. A lot of people recommend meditating, sitting up. I do it lying down because, um, eventually you're going to be, your body's going to be unconscious. You don't mm-hmm. want your body flopping to the ground. You just, because mm-hmm. that's going to ruin it. You know, so you want to <laughs> be in position for a takeoff, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of techniques as to how to get out of your body once you enter the vibrational state. You know, mm-hmm. the basic things all apply, which is things that a lot of people have probably already heard. You're going to enter into this vibrational state. That's caused by detaching from the physical body to the spiritual body, which has a higher vibration. And when you actually experience the vibrational state, you're going to be blown away because it's a much higher vibration <laughs> than what mm-hmm. we're at in the physical world. And it's mind blowing. It's something yeah. where once it starts happening, you have no question. It's, yeah. That's what's going on. A lot of times you're going to start hearing the noise. It's like a, like a jet engine sound. That is the higher realms that are uh, vibrating at a higher frequency. You'll hear voices. That is the thoughts of human kind astral fourth realm um so you're going to be hearing the thoughts of human beings as you're entering into that space um usually around that point sometimes a little further some most people will be um, immersed into like this unconditional love of god mm-hmm. and a lot a lot of the time what comes with that is also this innate knowing it's like uh, the, the mysteries of existence are just revealed to you for that moment in time. And it, mm-hmm. it's like everything that you could ever uh, wonder about, you just all of a sudden understand. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. when we return to the body, some of those things, you know, most of those things don't come with us. Um, we usually retain the, the love and, you know, the, the love is really quite transformative because it, it 
it is such a different form of love than what we experience on earth that it it demonstrates to us literally it's it shows us the model of what it is that we are seeking to be or become ourselves as much as possible because we're we're humans mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's providing us that model so we know okay so the the level of what i perceive of love is not what love is this is love and this yeah. is very very far beyond what i have you know, been able to, you know, create myself. So this is the model that I want to seek after. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, you know, one of the things that also happens when you have more, more and more experiences, that knowledge that you experience when you're in that consciousness of God, uh, you start bringing some of that back. That's part of bringing heaven back. To earth. Some of mysteries do come back with you over time, but not usually just all at once. You know, mm-hmm. some people have that, but uh, most of us you'll pick in different pieces at different times. A lot of the practice involved in going towards having out-of-body experiences is doing everything you can to place yourself in a state of receptivity. So, you know, you're wanting to do long 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 stretches of meditation and prayer time is separate as well because meditation is receiving prayer is um you know speaking to god so when you're meditating you're trying to be a receiving receptive um so you want to save prayer for other times but the prayer is just as important because you know jesus always said ask and you shall receive Mm -hmm. that that's true so we, we need to ask to ask for these experiences. We need to um, place ourselves in a position of submission to God in these experiences. Um, sometimes people will get very um, interested in, uh, I want to do it this way or I want to do it that way. Don't waste your time with that. You want to just surrender to allow God to do it his way because mm-hmm. none of us has any idea what to expect or what is actually best for us to see. One of the things I learned early on is like, well, I really want to go see this, you know? Um, but then when I actually just allowed God to take me to where he wanted me to go, I was like, wow, could have never imagined or thunk that up. I'm glad I went with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, we want to remember that, you know, we want to be led by God's, uh, God's love and wisdom because the, the universe reality the spheres of existence are so far beyond. It's like St. Paul said, um, eye has not seen nor has ear heard what God has prepared. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely true. And that's why we have to allow ourselves to be uh, led in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of prayer and meditation. Another thing I do engage in is a lot of aromatherapy. There's a reason why I do that. I wrote a book called Fragrance Mysticism. And, and it goes into a lot of this where, you know, um, over the last however many thousands of years, the mystics always talk about these higher spheres and higher realms as a fragrance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and it's very true. When you, when you start traveling to some of these higher heavenly spheres, there's a fragrance. You know, it's always something beautiful, flowery, and like roses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I have found in my own practice is that utilizing um i utilize uh diffusers mist diffusers reed diffusers wax melters i have um incense cones incense sticks and i utilize a lot of scent um 
when I'm getting ready to meditate and I do that pretty much every day and I allow a lot of time for meditation because it really fuels everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I will light up all of these scents because what it does is it kind of just helps to uplift you. And um, because you're, you're wanting to go to the realms of the fragrance, so you're creating the fragrance here and it kind of uplifts you and makes it an easier transit. So what we want to do is do everything we can to uh, create that kind of an environment. So the place that you practice, the room that you choose to do these things in, you wanna, you wanna make it so that it is very calming, and very peaceful, preferably very beautiful all kinds of you know I have I have all kinds of stuff where you know I have religious statues I have candles I have I have little fairylands and um, you know um, I have little Buddhas that smoke out uh, patchouli yeah. oil and you know so those kinds of things I try to recreate in my home the things that I've seen in the higher realms, because I want to feel like I never have to leave them. You know, yeah. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning and be like, I'm here again, I want to be like, oh, I'm not, you know, it's a little bit of a, you're not quite as rough of a transition back to the physical world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we want to think about <laughs> that are comfortable and pretty and beautiful, mm -hmm. calming, peaceful. So things that, you know, for, and for different people, people will have different things that make them feel that way. But, you know, these are some of the things that make me feel that way. Mm -hmm. Scent um, really is important to me. And yeah. part of that came from the fact that traveling to the higher spheres, there's always this beautiful fragrance. And then I put it together and it was like, oh yeah, it'd be easier to get there if I, if I reproduce that fragrance room that I'm meditating in you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know I use a lot of the aromatherapy um and so there's a lot of uh different ways that you can do this also you know the prayers that you practice before you go to sleep right mm -hmm. have you know I have a pretty strong uh, nightly practice of things and you know who are you praying for having an entire idea um, I pray a lot of different types of prayer a lot of it is Catholic prayer but I do a lot of things with um, I really like um, the sacred music from around the world mm -hmm. and so I, I dip around. I love the Hindu music Buddhist music uh, Islamic music Baha'i is really pretty a lot of people haven't heard of the Baha'i chanting it's very pretty but um, I have all of it, Jewish, um, some of the most beautiful things. Um, you know, in, in the Jewish tradition, they have the Kaddish, which is their prayer for the dead. And that literally is like a living fragrance, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then I also have CDs of things like the Office for the Dead, because I do a lot of prayer for those who have crossed over, because a lot of my practice in the mystical realms, in the out-of-body travel states has to do with people who have crossed over and the journey that they're taking in the afterlife. And so I do a lot of the prayers that are intended for the deceased. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's the Tibetan prayers of the dead. There's the, um, the Catholic office of the dead. There's the Jewish Kaddish. Um, these are all prayers that to me are like aroma. You know? Yeah. <laughs> these are truly aroma, you know, aromatic prayer. Um, <laughs> yeah. but of course I have lots of my regular things, you know, personally, I'm a practicing Catholic. 
So I, I pray a lot of things like the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy. There's a lot of uh, prayer traditions in the Catholic Church that I love, and I utilize those. But what I recommend for everyone is that, you know, whatever your personal tradition is, mm-hmm. you know, really, and ironically, this is going again back to Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah. People would ask her about that, and she said, just be the best whatever you are, you know, be the best Catholic if you're Catholic, be the best Hindu if you're Hindu. So whatever your practice is, don't be afraid to really embrace it. And, um, and if you don't have a particular practice, don't be afraid to, um, you know, try some, try some different things and see what feels good for you. Because what you're going to find is each one of us has um, some really, uh, we have areas where we're going to resonate to to uh, more more readily. You know, we're going to resonate more readily to a certain tradition. Obviously, for me, it became Catholicism. But I I love Hindu music. You know, most of the time when I'm doing my afternoon meditations, it'll be to Hindu music. I love their kirtans and bhajans and all of those things. And um, and I kind of go around because I, I just love it all. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's nothing like a Tibetan Buddhist monk doing their unique Tibetan chant or an Australian Aborigine, you know, singing on his didgeridoo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, all, all, they're all very powerful forms, and I like to kind of, uh, I like to enjoy them all. So I, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And also, <laughs> Is really helpful you know it's creating an ambiance in your life as much as possible of you know creating that constant state of awareness of God you know which creates a readiness to receive mm-hmm. but you know another part of readiness is a willingness to recognize and this is this is probably one of the biggest obstacles for us human beings because we're also we're also slow it's um trust me i know because i'm one of i'm very much one of them (laughs) you know we're so slow it's hard for us to allow god to reveal to us the truth as it really is rather than the truth as we think it should be Mm -hmm. and you know that applies not only to how does that apply uh uh in terms of whatever our perception of God and his kingdom might be or kingdoms or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. or even just what is the good and the true what is true love and wisdom why is it um you know why is that so important it's very important because that's exactly what we're here to do Mm -hmm. and so you know because it's hard for us to admit we're wrong you know, we, that, is a, that is an obstacle that a lot of people face. If we can hop that obstacle and be like, you know, it's okay if everything I think is true is just not. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what the tr- real truth is. And I'm willing to challenge all my previous beliefs in order to do that. You are going to make probably the biggest leap of your life where you allow God to lead you into that. Um, not just with, you know, the mechanics of existence, which is part of what we learn in the out-of-body experience, mm-hmm. but also um, the mechanics of what are we to do while we're in this world? 
-hmm. And it's not really that complicated. You know, it really has a lot to do with purification and then discrimination and then discipline. And these paths are all really laid out in the mysteries of the redemption. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically, you know, the path, these paths are, you know, Buddhist monastic paths and they have corresponding uh, monastic paths in the Catholic faith. And you'll find in every world religion, in the mystic traditions, they all follow this, this path. One of the things I wrote about in all of my books, um, I was always obsessed. And ironically, it was because I was told to be obsessed in my mystical experience. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know that I was because a lot of things I didn't know even existed until I just listened to God and let him tell me what to do. And when he did, I learned about all these really amazing things, one of them being the ancient sacred texts. And, um, you know, the ancient sacred texts for 30, 30 years or more, I don't know how old I am. <laughs> you know, I'll see, I'll see these literally staircases in the heavens. Uh -huh. that are made from the, from the books, the ancient sacred texts left by the prophets, saints, mystics, and sages from throughout history, throughout the world, from throughout every tradition, and throughout some no tradition. And these are the gold in this world. Why are they gold? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because these are the writings of souls who were literally on the verge of their final ascent out of this world. And they left their secrets in writing before they left. And so what are these ancient sacred texts? These are the keys. This is, these are the answers to what do we need to do to get there too. Mm -hmm. And that's why for years I've seen this hundreds of times it's always shown the same. The ancient sacred text is the stairway from earth to heaven because it's the writings of all the souls. It's the mystical experiences and visions. You know, another book that I wrote that um, I usually recommend as well to people when they're starting out, it's called Near Death and Out-of-Body Experiences of the Prophets, Saints, Mystics, and Sages in World Religion. And one of the reasons this book is important is because it shows people that it was out-of-body experiences that caused the birth of every major world religion and every minor one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because every religion was formed on a revelation. And so the, these books pull out of those ancient sacred texts all of these magical, majestic moments in human history where these things were born. But this is why out-of-body experiences is such an important subject. It's because it literally is the key that leads to this stairway of the ancient sacred text, which shows us how to get there. Mm -hmm. How do we graduate from this realm of existence? How do we get through this purgatorial realm? How do we stop having to keep coming back and doing it over again because we keep messing it up? It's... It's really important that we open ourselves to those words. I, you know, I, I want people to think about that a minute mm -hmm. because how, how much would any of us give to read the words 
of a soul that was ascending to heaven, a finished soul who was done here right before they left. And how many of us don't know that they're out there? Yeah. <laughs> I have this library in my home and it started literally in 1993. I had a vision where Jesus Christ and the Buddha came to me and said, I want you to collect the ancient sacred texts and the prayer books from all over the world. And they said, okay, cool. You know, and the next day I was like on the phone with a professor from a college in Denver. Okay, yeah. do you have a list of the ancient sacred texts? And the woman on the phone just starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, and she says, well, I can, I can see if I can, you know, send you, uh, you know, uh, a 300-page document of lists. You know, it's funny because we really don't realize that these things exist and they exist in innumerable measure. <laughs> I, and that's how I ended up with a library of over 5,000 books because I started collecting the ancient sacred texts from around the world. But what they are is the pathway to heaven. And that's why we want to open the key, which is the out-of-body experience in the first place. Because once the door is opened, God can direct you through his messengers to exactly what it is you need to overcome in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And there's no other way to receive that kind of very specific, very directed, and very perfect guidance. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make the path easy, but it does make it a little more focused and a little bit more direct. And then we still have to keep working through all our little human foibles because, yeah. you know, the reason of habitual problems and sins or vices is because um, that's the nature of us as humans and we're habitual creatures. So being habitual, they'll still be challenging to overcome. Yeah. But this is also where the out-of-body experience <laughs> comes in because we're not only being shown where is our our area of concern, we're being given guidance and assistance. One of the things that I also put out that's also available on my website at outofbodytravel.org is a CD. It's called The Frequency of Otara, The Call of the Angels um, to Out-of-Body Travel. It was something that was given to me by the angels themselves where it tries to replicate in sound, it's a meditation CD, um, the, the vibrational raising that you experience in the mystical states. I've had a lot of people who have told me that it, it helped them to have their out-of-body experiences. Yeah. But in, when, when you're having those out-of-body experiences, even when you're struggling with a particular issue, like let's say you have a habitual vice or something, you go through procedures and stuff that the angels take you through. They will literally put you on a rack and you have three of them on each side and they're gonna be working on you energetically and lifting your energy up to a point where it's going to be easier for you to see what you need to see and to do what you need to do different. Mm -hmm. So there's not just, you know, hey, this is what you need to look at. It's all of this energetic assistance that most of us are unaware of is a very big part of existence. Mm -hmm. You know, because the, the world of the beyond and the world of the incarnate living is actually a full cylindrical sphere. It works in tandem with one another. And even though we're not as aware of 
their presence, they are very present and very aware of us. It's yeah. part of what they do. And so we make ourselves, uh, we, we allow ourselves to um, receive these higher energetic thrusts that help us overcome things that maybe have really been, you know, holding us back for, for you know, lifetime after lifetime. Um, and for those of you who don't believe in reincarnation, things that have been holding you back over and over again just in this lifetime, because we all do that as well. And so what happens is you are able to receive the energy and the thrust and the infinite number of ways that God assists us. <coughs> Excuse me. You can read about a lot of this. Um, you'll mm -hmm. see it in the Mysteries of the Redemption. There's a bunch of books that follow it as well. And you're going to see all these different ways from literally being laid in a crystal cave in the heavens mm -hmm. where the healing energies of the crystals come upon you to receiving a healing from the hands of Christ himself or the angels coming in and just raising vibrations to a certain level. There are so many ways that we are given assistance. And it's, um, but it's laid out for you in all those books for free. So, you know, um, one of the things, uh, going back to what you said about how can I be receptive, one of the things I was shown and told when I first wrote The Mysteries of the Redemption, and this is proven to be true, is that <clears throat> it was written in a way to help people to break down those barriers to the out-of-body experience. And they told me at the time, and I was just like, okay, sure, whatever, you know, <laughs> that people just reading the book would have um, spontaneous experiences from reading the book. And that has proven to be true. I have a ton of readers where that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. And what I think also contributes to that is part of this is when you're reading through the Mysteries of the Redemption, these things become conscious in your mind they become mm -hmm. possible and so by bringing them to the forefront of your consciousness you become more aware of and more likely to have the experience so it's mm -hmm. it's you know introducing it to your spirit it's allowing it to kind of take root and it's in a natural process of the evolutionary transformation that that can cause and so, you know, be open to that as well, because a, a good deal of my readers, that's exactly how they ended up uh, having, you know, I have a lot of readers who travel just as much as I do now, you know, <laughs> and, um, Yeah. so they, you know, it's so what awesome. they say works for them. So, you know, being open to um, the fact that even just becoming aware of that, which we do not yet know, makes us more likely to be able to partake of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like. Oh my gosh. Like my, my, you brought so much like new insight to me and I'm in like oh all God. of my listeners. So like that has been incredible. Like, and, and like you've really made it, um, more of like, like having an out of body experience is so much more than like what people kind of associate as or associate yes. or so, associate it as exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Um, yes. and so thank you for opening that up to not only myself but to everyone and then just you know everyone that you touch through um 
your foundation and the books and everything. I'm definitely going to check out the, I love listening to meditations and meditative music. So I'm definitely going to check that out on your website. Um, but wow, like, um, I, and I'm just such a, like curious, you know, my, like my mind just likes to go places and just think about all those things. Um, but wow. Like, so I can't, like, I can't, I'm excited to listen to this again, (laughs) (laughs) but you're such a wealth of knowledge. It's incredible. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. And so I wanted to, wanted to touch on, so you have free resources and things on your website. Can you, can you say what your website is again for, um, for our listeners? Sure. It's at outofbodytravel.org and you can download all of our books for free. And we also have the music and I have a bunch of CDs there. So you can download all of that too. So look for that. Also the course of study, which a lot of people are enjoying right now. So yeah, give that a shot too, which will really take you through the process in a very, very compulsive way, which is kind of the way I roll. (laughs) You know, it'll really give you a detailed journey into it, you know, and and a lot of people are really finding that to be an adventure, you know, definitely. Do you have like a Facebook page or um, anything like that? People can We do Um, the out of body travel foundation, traveling at the speed of light. It's a Facebook page. And you can click it, outofbodytravel.org. There's the Facebook and all of our, you know, we have a YouTube channels. We recently put up a channel with author Q&A. And mm-hmm. so I have about 45 questions answered so far from readers cool. on video. So you can go to the author Q&A and also our regular YouTube channel. And all of our, all of our social media is there and you can link right up there. And we'd love it if you did. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, oh, thank you so much. Like this conversation and just listening to everything that you, you know, talked about and just all the new insight. Um, I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this. Um, my last question, I ask everyone this, um, just kind of a basic question, but <laughs> what's your zodiac sign? <laughs> I am an Aries. I had a feeling. I had a, really? I had a feeling. Yeah. I like, I love my sisters and Aries. I'm a Leo. So it's like that fire energy. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had Aries. Aries is in my moon. Um, I had, so that's so crazy. I like, I just had a feeling you were in Aries. That's crazy. Um, but thank you again, Marilyn. Oh, you. Um, Great talking to you, Sammy. Yes. It was really a pleasure. It was really fun. Um, you guys definitely check out the um, out of body travel dot or foundation.org, or is it the out of, out of body travel, uh, out of body travel.org. Okay. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> yes. So definitely check it out. Um, go to the Facebook page, um, and you know, dive into this. And again, you guys like, like Marilyn said, you know, just be open and, you know, take things that you resonate with and your own practice and whatnot. Um, So thank you again. And you guys definitely again, check it out. And I will catch you in the next episode.